I know it's only week six. Let's not kid ourselves. If I sat here and started already talking about the playoffs for the Jets and Giants, I would sound like, you know, our previous caller, Brian, God love him, you know, worrying about already the Stanley Cup playoffs with the Rangers after two games. We're not going to do that. But it's a little bit different because football, you only play once a week. You play 17 games as opposed to 82. So you can maybe start to project at least a little bit more feasibly than you would, let's say, in some of these other sports like the NBA and the NHL and whatnot. Now, the crappy part about it this week is, again, Jets and Giants are playing at the same time. They're both playing at 1 o'clock, which stinks. Because for somebody like me, you know, Sunday, I'm locked in on the Jets. All Jets all the time. I have a duty. I have an obligation. Anthony and Ray, the same thing. You know, we're all here working our fingers to the bone on that Jet broadcast, trying to bring you a quality, quality broadcast, which we do. Should we tease the pregame show, the guest this week, Ray? What do you think? Give a little, give a, give a little tease. Oh yeah, give him a little tease. Elijah Vera Tucker, one on one, pregame show this week. The center, Elijah Vera Tucker. Everything but the center, Elijah Vera Tucker. For now, it's like a donut. Everything, right? Like a donut. We should call him the donut. I wish I would have thought of that before I talked to him yesterday. But Elijah Vera Tucker, who's you know at this rate going to make the Pro Bowl at like three positions. I was teasing him yesterday. I said, okay, so you've played three positions in three different games. Can you just pick one already and, you know, stick to it? But the dude is a beast. AVT going to be on the pregame show this week. And then we got another three-namer. John Franklin Myers, JFM, going to be on the pregame show this week. Tremendous interview with JFM. Part of that defensive line, which is getting after it over the last couple of weeks. Costco also came up, by the way, in that conversation with JFM. I'll say no more. Specifically, the Costco parking lot. And if you've ever been to the Costco parking lot, you probably know what I'm getting at. Were there any lanternflies harmed in the making of this interview? <laughs> I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. The lanternflies nowhere to be found yesterday. Pleasantly you think surprised. The, you think the cold is getting rid of the lanternflies? Possibly. But, but you you're a lot by you, right? Not even tons. just the Jets facilities. So. Well, I'm not that far. I'm only like 20 minutes away, so it's it, it's par for the course. But I think maybe the rain drew them away because uh. it rained pretty pretty viciously. Um, so that everything was like still wet or what? They practiced outside yesterday too, by the way. And it was well, still it snow in Green Bay, so still light. Running. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I mean it was kind of lightly raining when practice was going on. But yeah, they practiced outside. I was kind of surprised to see that. Um, but yeah, AVT JFM. You hear from the coach, and of course it gets underway at 11, uh, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Giants, they got a 1 o'clock game too, and this is like a big game. You know, so we're like so locked in on the Jets that you want to be able to peek in and at least give just due to the other team because it's a big game as far as the Giants are concerned. And you know what the irony is, is that both of these teams, they're playing out of conference opponents, and yet they're huge games in Week 6. And dare I say... And I think that this term kind of gets thrown around too loosely sometimes. But dare I say that these are statement games for both of these teams? I mean, are we far enough along into the season to make that classification? It's week six. You know, things could still go belly up for either one of these teams the remainder of the year. I mean, we still got, what, two and a half months of the season left? So anything could happen. But I do not think it's a stretch to say that Giants-Ravens 
is a statement game for Brian Dayball's team, and Jets-Packers is a statement game for Robert Sala's club. And if, I say if, they were able to get victories this week, maybe us here in New York don't need any assurance or any more confidence in what either team is capable of doing. But if it really matters to you that much nationally, the so-called talking heads and the pundits and the experts and that sort of thing, a win like this might quiet any sort of doubts that might be lingering for both of these teams. You know, because even the Giants last week, right? If you want to play devil's advocate, you beat the Packers. It's a good win. Very good win. Especially think about what you came back from in that game. It wasn't like a wire-to-wire, like, beat-down job, right? You were down 10 nothing. You were down 17-3. to You were down 20-10. to And you won the football game. And you pitched a shutout in the second half. And the other team's quarterback was Aaron Rodgers. And I don't care if the game was in London. A win is a win is a win is a win. And with the Jets, you know what? It was a little too close for comfort last week. You only had a two-point lead... Going into the fourth quarter against the third-string quarterback in Skyler Thompson. But what happened? Jets made plays in the fourth quarter, as they have grown accustomed to doing. Jets in the fourth quarter this year are like a Super Bowl team. It's incredible. And for how long was the shoe on the other foot? Where the Jets would either have leads going into the fourth quarter only to surrender them, and totally get outclassed, or something fluky happened to where they would lose a game in the final 15 minutes. Jets are the highest-scoring team in the NFL in the fourth quarter this year. Etambien, they also lead the league in defensive takeaways in the fourth quarter as well. So they're doing it on both sides of the ball. And yes, it's only five weeks, and things could change. But when you look at this matchup against the Green Bay Packers... The Packers have been a horrible team in the second half so far this year, as you saw last week against the football Giants, which is really surprising considering that Aaron Rodgers is their damn quarterback. Packers have scored seven or fewer points in four of the five games they've played this year in the second half. So if you're the Jets, you know what? Be in the game after halftime. Because the odds and the trends would say that Lady Luck might be shining upon you. Once again, if that's the case. And you know what? Maybe this Packer team just isn't as good as we thought it was going to be. And look, I picked the Packers to go to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. I think it was Chiefs-Packers was my pick. No, 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 no. Excuse me. Bills-Packers. It was a Bills situation. Bills-Chiefs was my AFC championship game, just like we're going to have this week. At Arrowhead, which is going to be a great game. 425 vehicle after the Jets and Giants. Although we'll be into postgame. So what if the Packers just aren't any good? I mean, are you going to sit there and minimize a giant victory last week? Are you going to sit there and throw cold water on if the Jets are going to go into Lambeau Field and beat them this week? Just because, oh, you know what, maybe it's just not as good of a win as we thought it was going to be. But I'll tell you this. You can look at it another way. And I keep referring to... Before the season started, and you're in the summertime, and you're looking at the schedule, and everybody gets geeked out about, you know, the win-loss game. Can they win this? They'll lose this, win this. 
Because you're basing it on the assumption that a team is going to mimic the club that we saw last year, which is never the case. Most cases, it's not. So you looked at this trip for the Jets and this stretch of the schedule. At Green Bay, oh, that's a loss. There's no way you're going to the Green Bay and beating Aaron Rodgers. I mean, hell, it's not January. You're not beating him in October. And then you got to go to Denver, place where you never play well. Oh, Russell Wilson's the quarterback. They got altitude out there. You went out to Denver last year and you got your butt stomped. You're not going to beat them this time around. And then you got to come home and you got to play the Patriots. You never beat the Patriots. Oh, and then you got the Bills waiting for you at home? You're not going to beat the Bills. They're a Super Bowl team. So, I mean, people just assume that, like, this section of the schedule, Jets are going to go 0-4. But now look at what you have in front of you. You got a Packer team that we're still trying to gather information, but they may or may not be vintage Packers. That same interview that I mentioned earlier in the show that I did yesterday in Milwaukee, one of the hosts on the show came right out and said, and, and I had to actually, like, pick up my phone and check the calendar to see what year it was. He actually said that he thinks... The Packers are better than the Jets. And I almost fell back in my seat when he said that. And this is somebody on that side. This isn't like a homer from New York or anything like that. And that might be proven proven true by the time 4 o'clock rolls around on Sunday. We don't know. Packers aren't unbeatable. And then that trip to Denver next week. Does that really look as daunting as it did over the summer? Given the fact that Russell Wilson looks completely lost... Nathan Hackett, my dog could coach a better game than Nathan Hackett and have more of a feel for situational football. And it's funny how the two are intertwined because Nathan Hackett, I still believe this and I will, but this is the hill that I will die on. I believe the Denver Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett, Nathan Nathaniel, whatever the hell you want to call him. They hired Coach Hackett with the assumption that Aaron Rodgers was going to follow him from Green Bay to Denver. And then it didn't happen. And they gave up a million draft choices for Russell Wilson, signed him to like a $4 billion contract, and this is the rewards that they're reaping here. And it ain't pretty. But that's a winnable game. Patriots. It's ain't the Tom Brady Patriots. ain't your daddy's Patriots. Winnable game. Things could be shaping up here for this football team. Things could be shaping up. I'm not even saying you got to win both of these road games, but you know what? A split is certainly feasible. I certainly put it minimum 50-50 that the Jets win one of these next two games. And you know what? If, if, if beggars can be choosers, you probably would want to win the Denver game because it's an AFC game, it's a conference opponent, and that is going to help you a little bit more in the tiebreakers down the road. AFC win, of course, counts more than an NFC win does. And if you win a couple of these games, then you could start to maybe dream that dream as the midpoint rolls around. And you say to yourself, wow, we might have a season. And the same thing goes for the Giants. Problem with the Giants is they're in a division right now, which is like murderer's row. It's like the NFC East of the 80s, right? You got the Cowboys out there doing their thing with a backup quarterback. You got the Eagles, the only undefeated team left in football. And then you got the Giants. The Giants are the best story in the NFL right now. The best story. And I want to hear from the football fans in this city. Want to hear from Jet fans. Want to hear from Giant fans. 800-919-3776. That's the telephone number. How confident are you in what you have seen so far from your team after five weeks? Do you think it's sustainable? By the way, Robert Sala met the media. 
uh, a little while ago. As far as the injuries are concerned, Jermaine Johnson out Sunday, the rookie. Remember he hobbled off the field last week against the Dolphins with an ankle injury? He's not going to play, but I was talking to him yesterday. He looked fine to me. He said he was doing fine. I'm, you know, I know he didn't practice, but I was surprised. I thought he would try to give it a go this week. I thought it would be a situation to where he'd get out on the field today and try to do something. But maybe they're just being cautious. Hopefully it's a short-term thing. So uh, no Jermaine Johnson on that defensive line. But that's why the presence of a guy like Bryce Huff, you know, is going to be instrumental there. Bryce Huff, he's done a, re- you know, I-, I know he doesn't have like eye-popping statistics and he's only been dressed for two games, I think, this year. But Bryce Huff, when he's gotten out there in a situational pass rushing role, he's done a nice job this year. He's caused disruption. He's been in the backfield. So watch for number 47 this week, once again out there at Lambeau Field. And Quincy Williams is back this week. How about that? Quincy, remember, in the Bengal game, he got hurt. And they had to bring out the air cast. He got carted off, and he looked like, you know, he wasn't going to play again the rest of the year. And what did he miss? Only two games? That is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Every All the trainers and everybody over there, they should get a raise. Huge raise. And with the Giants, I'm curious to see this chess match and how it plays itself out this week. I really and truly am. You know, Wink Martindale against a quarterback that he practiced against every day for, what, three, four years? And Lamar Jackson knows his tendencies inside and out. And you know what? If you're Lamar Jackson, you probably know a Wink Martindale defense. And how he likes to call a game. And how he's going to bring blitzes from all edges of the earth. And how to, tr- how to combat those. You just, I mean, this goes without saying. But especially if you're going to blitz and try to get them that way. And the Giants are going to do that. Especially if they're going to try to run blitz. Because Baltimore, that's their bread and butter. You got to set the edge. You have to set the edge some way, somehow. Now, it looks like Leonard Williams is going to be back. That'll help in trying to stop the run game. That's great. But... Lamar Jackson can burn you, as we know and as we've seen. And here's a stat you can store away for Sunday. Lamar Jackson in his career against NFC opponents, 12-0. 12-0. News from Green Nation. Just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 800-919-3776. Tim, Upper West Side, he's up next here on 98.7. Timothy, how are you? Hey, man, I will never leave you like that. Tim, we've bonded already, Tim. I'm going to hold you to that. brother. Hey, quick quick note. Hey, anybody who's a Giant fan has to be, um, you know, up in the clouds like me. I've been a lifetime fan. A lot of good, a lot of bad. This new regime has us playing really well, but I do think there's a little bit of fool's gold, and I'm hoping they can keep Danny Jones from becoming Danny Turnover and uh, keep this, you know, the the pieces that we're missing on defense, keep hiding those and – Maybe we can have finish strong, but I think uh, it's been great to watch so far. But I don't think we're going to be a Super Bowl. Well, I mean, nobody's saying the Super Bowl, Tim, but you know what? Ride this thing out as long as you can because the difference between the Giants and, let's say, the Jets, for example, the expectations were way lower for the Giants at the beginning of the year. I mean, the Giants, most people considered, would be one of the three, four worst teams in football, right? They didn't really incorporate much in terms of new talent outside of the draft. Dayball and Joe Shane trying to implement their program on what's here. But when you looked at the Giants, the one thing that you said was, boy, 
if they were maybe a little bit further along than they were going into the season, the schedule is accommodating. And now you've already won a couple of games that we probably thought were losses, like IE at Tennessee, the Green Bay game. Now you still have a lot of winnable games down the road to where, boy, if you can ever steal one like this on Sunday, you are setting yourself up to have a pretty meaningful season the rest of the way. And Tim has left us. I thought we bonded. That's why you can never get too close to these people. It's a lesson you learn early on. Football fans, it is not too late to sign up for Cover 5, a free-to-play pick'em game for season-long fun and compete against your friends, your rivals, and your favorite 98.7 ESPN host. Pick five games each week, and the best score against the spread wins $100. Join the 98.7 ESPN League with code NY22 on the Cover 5 app and Cover5.com. Visit ESPNNewYork.com for full contest rules. Uh, Let's go back to the phones here. Let's say hi to Sam. He is in Marlboro. Up next here on 98.7. Sammy, good morning. How are you? Hi, good morning. I just wanted to call, like, uh, I just wanted, the first thing I wanted to say is um, thank your, you know, your enthusiasm, which I find quite con- uh, contagious. So, like, I'm not really a morning person, but I'm just listening to you, and I just your, your energy is really, really contagious. Like, I just wanted to give you that. Thank you. Well, Sam, um, I appreciate uh, that. And, and, and guess what? I got news for you. I'm not really a morning person either, so I don't know how the hell it's coming through the speaker, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> You love what you're doing. <laughs> well, that and I've been up for five and a half hours already, so maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> that counts too. And, and, and Friday. And, uh, and second thing, uh, speaking of Friday, um, you were talking about football Friday, but I think the Yankees have like two games today in like two hours or something. Or less no, than just one, hour. just one game, just one game. Wasn't yesterday's rained out to today? Yeah, it, it, yesterday got rained out, but they're only playing one game today. They're not playing a doubleheader. Oh, I thought they were playing a doubleheader, like 1 o'clock today and then later, you know. So so when was the game scheduled, if you don't mind? Uh, it was rained out, so that means the score was, like, because I missed the game. I thought it was rained right, out. Right, it's rained out. Everybody missed the game because it wasn't played, Sammy. And you know what? Thank you for the phone call, and it is quite apparent you're not a morning person. Um, game is rained out, and the way it works is the little raindrops come down. They say no baseball today. And then they're going to go ahead and just play it tomorrow. It's the playoffs. They don't do doubleheaders in the playoffs. You just lose an off day. That's all that happens. So the Yankees will play at 1 o'clock today. And then they're going to get on an airplane, the thing that goes up in the air and goes, hi, and then you fly to Cleveland. And then you play two games there. Oh, my gosh. E's in Manhattan. He's up next here on 98.7. E was shaking. Yo, thanks, Dan. Thanks for taking the call. Only because you mentioned the defensive line of the Giants and the chess match between, I'm assuming, uh, the defensive coordinator and Harbaugh, uh, the Ravens coach. Wink Martindale and uh, John Harbaugh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's why I'm saying it's going to be a close game up until the fourth quarter where Lamar Jackson is going to send the Ravens home with a W. They're mad at me because I'm in the intersection, but, you know, congestion traffic out there in New York City doesn't help anything. But you made a good point, and that's why I called, because the run game could hurt us come this Sunday. And that's the only concern that I genuinely have. But I do think it will be a close game. That I don't think the Giants are going to get blown out. That's all I'm saying. No, I because think it's going to... Against the Ravens, typically, if this was another year, we likely would have gotten blown out wherever we were playing, Baltimore or New York. But because of what Dabo's doing, I got to give him all the credit. And I love Danny Dimes. I don't even use nicknames, but I'm using his. And I don't want to jinx him. But thus far, 